1: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to anfieldindexpro.com and get started today. Hello and
0: welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC The day after Liverpool got their asses handed to them in Naples, a 4-1 victory for Napoli that really and truly probably should have been 6 or 7-1. Napoli tore into Liverpool from the off and were awarded a penalty within five minutes. James Milner, uh, not to be blamed considering his age, seemed to be senile and think he was the goalkeeper. Handling a shot for absolutely no reason. And a penalty was given. Zielinski stepped up. Zielinski scored. About 10 minutes later then. Midfield all at sea. Ball played through to Osman. Van Dijk steps on his foot. Another penalty. Osman steps up. Thankfully, Alisson makes the save. And you think, this might spark Liverpool now. They might be good now. And no, they weren't. No, they weren't at all. Uh, things got worse from there. Uh, Joe Gomez had his pocket picked and Virgil had to clear off the line after Kavich's shot. But then it was 2-0. and Gisa just strolling through our midfield and defence, uh, all of whom had decided to stop playing football. And that was 2-0. And then right before half time, after Osman had gone off and you thought, well, we might have a bit of a chance here, their best player has gone off. Uh, their other best player, Kovicca, embarrassed Trent, stole Joe Gomez's lunch money and put it on a plate for Giovanni Simeone to make it 3-0. Uh, Klopp made one change at halftime and he could have really made nine, brought off Joe Gomez, brought on Joel Matip, And within two minutes, it was 4-0. Joel Matip, not really into the speed of the game. Three yards behind the rest of the back line. Plays Napoli onside. The first shot is saved, but Zielinski follows up and makes it four. Liverpool got back into respectability. Not the game, but respectability on 49. Really good work from Luis Diaz cutting in his right foot and burying the ball in the far corner of the net, as he does. And that was kind of it. Napoli started taking players off on 56 minutes for rest, uh, as if, you know, they just needed to rub more salt in the wounds. Jurgen Klopp finally put James Milner and the watching public out of their collective misery by withdrawing Milner on 63 minutes how he had lasted 63 minutes i don't know it brings on Thiago, and all of a sudden we looked like a football team again we actually looked like we had some sort of purpose in life um i don't normally do this but i thought i'd just go through each player because i don't even know what else to talk about today because i'm just my head's battered after that disgrace last night and i i may have said some some things on raw i don't really remember Uh, I'm on quite strong painkillers. So I don't really remember everything that I said, but I know everything that I said was right and it was gold and you should abide by whatever wisdom I have have imparted on you on that podcast. Um, But Ali deserves no blame for this. And I think one of the few things I agreed with that Jurgen Klopp said after the game was that you have to be really, really bad to concede four goals when you have that fella in goal because he's unbelievably good he saved a penalty he saved the, sh- the first shot from the for the fourth goal and just didn't have any defenders following up to help him out I, I don't think he could blame him at all for any of the goals the first one's a penalty the second one Zambo is just allowed to walk through and shoots from about eight yards out Uh, The third one, again, he's just let down by his defence, and I've mentioned the fourth one. So overall, Ali can walk away with his head held high. He he gave what he could give in that game. Andy Robertson put in an effort. He tried, but he was awful. Uh, He was genuinely terrible but he did put in some effort and that at least was promising to see. Virgil had a poor game. There's no, there's no way around it. Um, Obviously he gave away the penalty. Don't think you could really blame him for any of the goals, but maybe he could have been a bit more alert of where Simeone was on the third goal. Um, First, second and fourth weren't on him. He held the line for the fourth goal. But he just did he doesn't look himself. And that's probably because there's a World Cup coming up and he doesn't want to risk getting hurt. But it is frustrating. Now, (laughs) he still has games where he's really good. Like, I thought against Everton he was really good. I think he's had a couple of games this season where he has been fairly close to what we expect from him. But he's had a couple of stinkers as well. And last night, I wouldn't say it was a, a... Dreadful performance, but it was a poor performance because we know he's capable of so much better. Uh, Joe Gomez had what can only be described as a Dejan Lovren performance last night where everything he did went wrong. Everything. He couldn't cope with Osman. He couldn't cope with Kovicca. He was often left trying to cope with the two of them on his own because Osman was his man. And he got no help from the right-back with Kavica. So he got taken off at half time. I think he's very unfortunate that he was the only one taken off. <clears throat> I think that was kind of poor management as well, uh, to just take him off and almost make out like it was down to him. He's so much better than what we saw last night. He just is. The last time Joe Gomez was fit and playing regularly, he and Virgil were the best pairing in the league. And he was a big, big part of that. And he missed the majority of 2021. He started that season playing really well. He missed the majority of 2021 with the injury. He barely played last year. Got, you know, the odd few minutes here and there. I know he got a bunch of appearances, but look at the minutes played and you can see why he's struggling to find his feet like against everton for example he had a bad start to the game but after that i actually thought he started playing quite well um last night he was just he was just awful from start to finish he was just all over the place he couldn't get going And it's just a little bit unfortunate. What's more unfortunate is people are trying to make out like this is what Joe Gomez is, when that's clearly not the case. Joe Gomez is very, very good. Last season, he played a 1,000 minutes, 327 in the league, 245 in the Champions League, 284 in the EFL Cup and 180 in the FA Cup. He started one, two Champions League games, one at right back against Benfica, one at centre-back against Milan. He started three Premier League games, all at right back. Oh, is that four? Did he start? I can't remember if he started against Southampton. He started against Newcastle, he started against Watford, and he started against Norwich. He did not start a Premier League game until the middle of February. Up until that point, he had played 15 minutes in the Premier League. He started two cup games, centre back against Norwich, right back against Forest. He started centre back in the EFL Cup against Norwich, Preston, and Leicester City. So at centre back last year, one, two, three, four, five starts. Five starts. He didn't actually make an appearance in the Premier League last season at centre-back. He played left-back for a minute and the rest were at right-back. He might have come on at centre-back against Palace, but he came on as a last-minute sub. Like You can see why he's out of form. He's barely played in his position for two years. The fellow next to him was a disgrace. Trent was a disgrace last night. You can live with players playing poorly, but the lack of effort is completely unacceptable. And Trent really needs somebody to sit him down and have a word with him, or figure out what's wrong with him. But that's not acceptable. Like, Do you think you're too good to work hard? Is that what it is? I know you're one of the most naturally gifted players in the world, but Hard work will always be talent when talent doesn't work hard. And Trent has been exposed multiple times this season because he's not working hard enough. Now, if there's an injury that we don't know about or if he's had COVID again and we don't know, fair enough. But something is not right with that lad. I felt really sorry for Fabinho last night. He was just abandoned in midfield all by himself. He was left having to do the work of three players. And he didn't play well at all, but I'm not going to put blame on him for what happened last night. Harvey Elliott's not a midfielder. He just isn't. And Klopp can play him there all he wants. He's not a midfielder. It would be like Klopp putting feathers in his own arse and trying to claim he was a chicken. Just because you portray yourself as something doesn't mean that's what you are. Harvey Elliott is a wide player. He's a winger. Now, he's not a winger in a 4-3-3. He doesn't have the pace for that. But he also doesn't have the pace to play in central midfield because he can't recover quick enough. He doesn't have the defensive awareness. He doesn't have the positional discipline. He doesn't have the spatial awareness, the tactical discipline. He's a super talented player. This is not... Anything against Harvey. He's just been used wrong. The 4-3-3 doesn't suit him. 4-2-3-1, where he would be the backup to Mo as the right winger, that would suit him a whole lot better. And it would suit most of the players in this squad a lot better. Like just think about it for a minute. <clears throat> Darwin is the nine, Jota as the backup, Bobby is the 10. Let's say Curtis as the backup. Diaz on the right. Carvalho as the backup. Carvalho you'd obviously put above Jones, probably as the backup 10 as well. But just for the sake of laying this out in my head, because I, you know, I'm not doing one of them depth charts where one player fills in a bunch of positions, not for me. Carvalho on the left, Salah on the right wing with Harvey as the backup, right? That as a Front four with four backups. I like that. Fab and Thiago, we know it works as a double pivot. It was forced to do it last year, even though it was accidental more than anything. Arthur is the backup to Thiago while we all pretend that Navi's injured. And then the the issue is you don't have a backup to Fabinho. Henderson can play as a backup to Fabinho in a three if he's got Runners either side of him who are good defensively. Um, He's never been good in a two, and he would get exposed in a two next to someone like Arthur or even next to someone like Thiago. Um, Though it did work against Norwich when Thiago came on and held everybody's hand and got us a a win in a game that we were probably going to draw. But regardless, that works a lot better than the mess that we're seeing at the minute. Now, there's no space for Milner. Or Ox in that scenario. But Ox is injured Milner just can't play anymore. That brings me on to Milner. Um, I said after the Everton game that Gary Neville retired and made a decision to retire at halftime in a game in which he wasn't playing as badly as Milner played against Everton. Milner was even worse last night than he was against Everton. And if Liverpool really operated a meritocracy, you know, the same meritocracy that was trotted out when Nabi Keita got hauled off against Real Madrid after 43 minutes, James Milner would have been hauled off after nine minutes last night. The penalty, the horrendous positional play, the foul on Anguissa, which should have been his second jello because he should have been booked for the penalty. For the handball. He should have been sent off. And if he wasn't sent off. Klopp should have taken him off. And someone needs to sit him down. And tell him it, he's, it's done. He's he's over. he's finished. It's over. He can't play anymore. He just can't play anymore. That's on Klopp. Klopp needs to be honest with his players. And he needs to tell James Miller. You can't play at this level anymore. You can do one of three things. You can retire now and you can become a coach and you can go and work in the academy or you can go to another club and we'll we'll aid and assist all of that. We'll pay you out the money that we owe you for the rest of the season because we agreed to give you that contract. But you need to retire now. Or you can go and be a pundit with Sky or BT or whoever. Again, we'll pay you out the rest of your contract. Or option C, if you insist that you want to keep playing, you go and find yourself a club. And in January, we will facilitate that move. And we will pay you the difference in money from what they pay you to what we've agreed to pay you. And you can go. But it's over. It's been over for a couple of years. It's been blatantly obvious the fella can't play. Now, not even the blindest, most falsely positive, whatever you want to call them, super fans, can try and claim otherwise. It's finished. Salah had another terrible game. I don't understand why we waste him by standing him on the right wing just don't get it. Why is he staying so far out? What is the purpose of that? Bobby had an awful game. Now, at least he tried. Bobby, like Robbo, had a really poor game, but at least he put the shift in. Luis Diaz is the only Liverpool player outside of Alisson who started that game who can walk away with his head held high because he was the only one who took the game to them. Every time he got the ball, he tried to make something happen. He scored a great goal. He came close in another shot. He was going at them from minute one to the end of the game. He deserved more than what we saw. Oh, sorry. He deserved more than what his teammates gave. Um, Thiago came on and made a big difference. Made a big difference. And then Arthur, Jota, Darwin. I'm not going to put any blame on them. By the time the time they came on, the ship was sunk. So there was nothing they could really do. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But all things considered, a nightmare. And all of this leads me to the biggest point of all. That this is all on Jurgen Klopp. This season is on Jurgen Klopp. The failures of this season are his failures because he's the one who said we had enough midfielders. He's the one that decided to go with what he had, not anybody else. The money was there. He wouldn't spend it because he's obsessed with signing a fella who's 19. And if people think Jude Bellingham is coming in and fixing every issue in this Liverpool team, they just don't, they don't watch Jude Bellingham. It's as simple as that. Jude Bellingham is super talented. He's a good player. But for Jude Bellingham to become the the, the player that people think he is, like he's going to have to take a huge leap in his development. Just to be the player people think he is now, let alone to be the player that people think he could be. Now, he might well get to the point that people think he'll get to. But right now, he's a good player who's very promising. He's a great prospect. But he's not a great player. He's not even close to being a great player now. Because he's 19 years of age. And with the exceptions of Messi, the original Ronaldo, Ryan Giggs, Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, and a handful of others. There hasn't been a great player who's 19 in the last 30 years. You're talking about a group of probably 10 to 12. Not even. Rooney, you'd put in that group as well. It's probably about nine or ten. And Bellingham isn't there. So, you know, I'll just leave it there for today. I'll see us all tomorrow. Um, should be cheered up by tomorrow. Should be cheered up by tomorrow. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, this can't go on. Uh, Wolves of the weekend, assuming the games go ahead, we, we wait from... For news from Balmoral Castle uh, as to whether or not Queen Elizabeth has passed away. Um, she is in bad health. Her family have travelled to be with her, which isn't a great sign. But um, we'll wait and see what happens. If she does pass away, my assumption is that games will be cancelled. But who knows? She's been Queen for 70 years. There is no precedent for this. Did Were games cancelled when Diana passed away or anything like that? I don't think they were. They weren't cancelled, obviously, when... Um, when his face died, Prince Philip. Uh, so I- I'm guessing... I'm guessing they will be cancelled, but I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Right, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index oh and before you go we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app it only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows sports social podcast
0: Network.